you for tuning in to another episode of Crazy Random Fool. I'm your host, Tony, and I'm joined by my deep-voiced guest, Danny. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Deep-voiced guest. That's funny. <laughs> you're, you're hilarious, ma'am. I try to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... This episode, I like, we started talking about this and I was like, oh my God, I got to have you on the podcast. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the difference between alpha males and beta males. You ready? Mm, Yeah, I have varied opinions about it. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, going into this podcast, I really didn't, I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast because I like really didn't even understand it. I mean, I understand what an alpha male is in theory, right? Mm -hmm. But lately there's just been so many comparisons. Like when somebody acts a certain way, they're like, oh, that's because he's an alpha male or that's because he's a beta male. So, you know, I just found it really interesting that when I looked it up, there's actually like six different personality types, which you never even hear about those, right? Sigma males, yeah, omegas, all of those. Gamma and delta, yeah. And you don't even hear about those. So I'm like, are people really using this correctly? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people people associate alpha males from the perspective of someone that speaks their mind or has a presence about them. It's like it's there's no concrete definition, right? Because they're really taking it from the animal kingdom, but we're not animals. So people have nuance, right? A gorilla that's going to fight to be king gorilla and and exert his dominance over people like we don't we don't operate like that in human society, right? There's nuance to us. I mean, so, yeah, but you'll end up in jail. <laughs> Right. I mean, we just we just don't operate like that. But I think that people give alpha male the alpha male label to some people that have a presence. Right. And just have a dominance about them in their daily life. But sometimes they just give it to somebody that's an that's an asshole, to be honest. Right. Because they don't have they don't have the intellectual maturity to to have a conversation and understand when you should and shouldn't say something. So because they say whatever's on their mind, oh, he's an alpha. Why? Because he doesn't care about what he says or who it impacts and this, that, and the other. That's not necessarily alpha mentality, but that's where it gets lumped into. I I agree because, I mean, I hear people refer to beta males like they're the subordinate or subservient males of, you know, the food chain or whatever. When Mm -hmm. I actually looked it up, it basically said that the the beta is, is second in charge. You know what I mean? So like, is Robin subservient? I don't think so. I mean, he's handling shit like Batman. <laughs> yeah, now, Robin is always getting captured and locked up. So <laughs> if that's the beta male, I get why they're saying <laughs> that they don't want Robin. It's okay, like, I should have came up with a better one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robin is not. I don't know if that's beta. But you're right. There's, there's six different types that you look at if you want to really get into it, right? That you could consider like these are the type of personalities, but they're associating, you know, personalities that that are looked at from an animal kingdom perspective to, to men. And we just don't fit in those categories plainly. There's plenty of people that consider a male a beta because he's quiet or reserved, or he doesn't, let's say he doesn't necessarily, you know, snap off when something goes wrong, or he's not a beta male because, you know, somebody brushed against him and whatever, or, you know, it's, it's a thing where, oh, you didn't take charge of that situation or you didn't handle that the way I wanted you to handle. You didn't handle that the way I felt like a man should handle it. So you're a beta. You know what I'm saying? When it might just be that a person is taking consideration about, you know, what the overall situation, you know, is there and, and doesn't want to out, out not, not necessarily act outside of character, but they don't want to act in 
a way because they understand what the consequences are. Like you have to, you have to operate in a space. If you got a good job, you can't be out here because somebody bumped into you. You want to fight them or raise a ruckus because we as men understand where that elevates to. I think yeah. a lot of times women don't, which is why they just pop off at the mouth, you know, at any time because they're like, ain't nobody going to hit me, you know, especially oh, to on. a male. Don't say no. women. Don't like Okay, I'm not. I, it's generalization. It's not all women. I'm just talking about in generalizations, but that's a general it's a it's a generalization because there is an understanding that it is taboo to hit a woman. Right. So then women can pop off at the mouth because generally you're not going to get hit. I, as a man, understand if I pop off at the mouth, right? And that's not to say, you know, if I come at somebody and, and this and other and we're arguing back and forth, it can escalate to physicality because we are both men. So do I want that? And it's not a punk just because I don't want to fight somebody. I got stuff to lose. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a felony or aggravated assault or I don't need <laughs> to be getting, you know, like, I don't need that in my life. So or is somebody going out to enough? their truck to get their weapon. <laughs> right. Because we can all pop trunks and glove compartments or whatever. I mean, I keep the jammy on me at all times, but it's you don't need to escalate that situation. It's not that important. So it it's almost like is, is the alpha male not the person that has enough control over themselves to understand the situation that they're in, protect their family, protect their friends and not necessarily just say whatever's on their mind or be an asshole or, you know, whatever all the time. I mean, I think that's really what goes. If you want to align somebody with the alpha male, it's a person that's comfortable in their own skin and is not swayed, you know, by somebody else's opinion of them. Actually, you know, you said something really important. I think the alpha male knows how to use their intelligence to protect those around them. It doesn't always have to be used with force or brawn. It could actually be, you know, outsmarting somebody. But but the key, right, is to protect, you know, in, in the animal kingdom is to protect the herd. But in yeah. in society, it's to protect those that you love. And sometimes you got to walk smart to do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, but a lot of times they, they associate alpha male with someone that's successful as well. Right. But there is a thin line there because you can have somebody that is successful in business and, you know, it dresses dapper and has a, you know, has a nice car and, they, you know, look like they're living a life. Oh, he's an alpha because he's got to be dominating that space. There's like, there's also some people that would be considered betas that are just intelligent, right? Yeah, but let's and they talk operate about in that, that space. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the reasons I really, there's two reasons I wanted to do this podcast, but one of them is because I was looking on Facebook and I guess Dwayne Wade did this interview. Mm. And one of the things that he said is that he doesn't, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that he doesn't tell Gabrielle what to do, right? They're partners. Right. And so like a bunch of people in the comments were like typical beta behavior, like just basically crucifying him, making him seem like he was a little bitch because he made that comment. I mean, you can take that. I, I'd have to know the context of what he's referring to. And so when you're in a marriage or relationship or whatever, your job is not to tell the other person what to do. Right. It's to set the expectation of what I expect from you and your behavior. So I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do. But you know what my expectation of you is right going into the relationship. So I shouldn't have to tell you that you can't wear that in public because it got all your tatas and your booty out. <laughs> You understand in being in a relationship with me that that's unacceptable. 
Right. And so if you don't understand that or if I'm with somebody that was already dressing like that, which I wouldn't be. But, you know, you're setting an expectation for yourself. So it's not my job to tell you what to do and what not to do. You know what I'm saying? As far as that's concerned, it's it's my job to let you know what my expectation is. You can either you know act accordingly or not. And then I get to make the decision whether I want to accept it or not. You know what? I think that's a really important point that you made, because I think, you know, if people would do the groundwork ahead of time Mm -hmm. before they like when they're dating, you know, by the time you put the ring on it, you should already know how a person feels about things and where they stand on things. And if you Mm -hmm. agree, then you proceed. Right. So you shouldn't have to come back and be like, wow, you know, be surprised by their behavior because you should already know. And so like and by him saying this is the person I've chosen to be my partner, it's like I don't have to tell her what to do because we already know what's up. Like I she wouldn't have the ring if she didn't know what was up, you know? Yeah. I mean, but in that relationship, I, I don't want to call Dwayne a beta, but she clearly runs that relationship. And when I Why say runs that say relationship, that? I'm talking about influence, right? She influences, she influences his dress and his behavior. She co-signs on some of the things and maybe it was already in him and, he, and she's pulling it out, but she definitely runs that relationship. And I mean, come on now, you can't say no, like she, she runs she, that relationship. But absolutely. based on the way she like influences his dress, is it? Because that's a woman's department. Like, you know, making sure mm-hmm. her man looks good. Mm-hmm. There's just some <laughs> things. I mean, you can make sure you can make sure he looks good, you know, from your perspective, but it's I don't know. Like I said, maybe this maybe these things were already in him and he is about it, but there's just certain things like regardless of who I'm with, I can grow, I can learn from you, but whatever you're trying to impart to me, if it's style and fashion, I'm going to take what you introduced to me and I'm going to make it my own based on how I behave. So there's some lines I'm not going to cross. There's some things I'm not going to wear. You know, there's some cuts and colors and some looks I'm not going to have. And regardless of how much you want me to do it, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take the influence that you give me and what you introduce me to, and I'm going to make it my own. So I may not take these five things that you give me. I might only take two because the other three don't fit into my nature. So I'm not going to change. I agree yeah. with that, but I feel like, okay, so in, in a relationship, in any relationship, friends, whatever, right? I think mm-hmm. that people have a lane. And I've like, when I used to cover Fashion Week, I mean, Gabrielle Union is a staple at Fashion Week. She's huge into fashion. And that's mm-hmm. her thing. So that's her lane. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a great cook, that's your lane. I mean, it's like, that doesn't make him a beta because she influences his no. style. No, I didn't say, no, he's not a beta because of that. But I'm just saying she runs that relationship and that's and that's fine (laughs) she runs the relationship doesn't mean he's a beta but in regards to just the influence and stuff so when you're in a relationship right you're generally going to have and i don't want to say a dominant and subservient right or you basically have someone that is more prominent in a relationship. And even though he is probably a bigger star than Gabrielle, she still has more influence over the relationship than he has. Because there's just things that you see that I I don't want to say that no man would do, but you can tell like that's a woman's influence. It'd be a commercial. It could be, you know, any, any, anything that you see behavior wise from them, you can tell that's part of her influence and he's cool going along with it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make him a beta, but she definitely runs a relationship. There's, there's a difference there. You can see it <laughs> in the relationship. And so, uh, yeah, that's all I I'm going to say about that. I'm going to leave the rest of that alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to have to have this talk. Cause I mean, when people are saying all this stuff, I was like, damn, they're throwing him under the bus. 
Yes. And I just feel like, you know, like Gabrielle Union is one of the like she's a huge social media personality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, that could all be like she's good at it. Right. Like it could just be that she, he's all, along for the ride because it influences her social media. Like Shay Mitchell, she's I mean, her guy's not really ever in hers, but still it's like some people like in order for them to have a good social media presence. That doesn't necessarily mean she runs a relationship. She could just run that part of the relationship. Do you disagree? I, that's the, well, that's the only part that I see. So that's the only thing I got to go off of. Right. So I'm just going to go. And because there's other people that have, you know, a high social media dominance that I'm looking at the relationship like I'm not looking at Kim and Kanye's relationship, even though they're split up. I'm not looking at that and going, hey, Kim runs that relationship. You can't put out some of these like whatever them whack crock runner, what phone runner things he put out. I was like, bruh, I don't know where your head was when you think people are buying them, though. But you can't be comfortable in your space without having that alpha in you. Right. See, I disagree. I feel like he's he's on the Kanye sphere, like he's in his own world like oh, but then he definitely is the alpha he's the alpha and the omega then if you want but, <laughs> but then like why does he care so much about what people think then you know what i mean because he 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 goes off the rails if you disagree with him so i i i disagree with that one he's no <laughs> he's a, he's an enigma let's say that can we say that we can say that yeah okay I'll give yeah. Him that. He, he, he's an outlier we have no definition for yeah, kanye like, at this point if you ever go to kanye world and you find out what the rules are let me know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find that in we'll have to poke that one out i don't know well okay so one of the other things i know that i wanted to talk about was do you think that like a lot of people try to define you know what an alpha is but don't you think that a lot of that has to do with social constructs and it depends on the group that they're in because one man can be an alpha in one group and not in another yeah because each group has has a there's levels to the alpha stuff right so if you're with your group of cousins you might have been leading them around the whole time so they're going oh he's an alpha male but you get around some other alphas there might be a bigger alpha male than you and that's how it happens one gorilla moving from the king of his village goes to another village there's a bigger badder alpha there's always somebody bigger and badder right then you start getting into sigma males that's a whole nother conversation but I think that there is a possibility that a person that you can have a place where there's multiple alpha males with mutual respect and you can be in a place where there's a dominant alpha that's even over the other alphas like they're alphas in their own right but they're still influenced by that main person i I don't think you see that a lot but i I do think that it's possible now for what you consider to be an alpha male to socialize amongst other alphas and still be respected you know in that space and i think you'll see that more and more okay i have a random question Mm -hmm. (laughs) i haven't been random much lately so Do you think that men getting a pedicure or a massage is a non-alpha or a feminine thing to do? Absolutely not. You make sure them around here with the crusties. They, you're trying to attract. You're trying to attract. You know the best thing. Like if you're in a relationship, you want to. You want to do what's nice. For okay, so let's split this up though. We're gonna talk about pedicure, manicure, right? And we're gonna talk about the massage. Massage is a no-brainer. That is not in any way infeminate whatsoever. Get a massage. Get your muscles loosened up. You need that as a stress relief make sure your body's tight that there's a health reason behind getting that right so that's that's off the table as far as even being a question i don't know who's questioning men getting a massage now i will say i've never gotten a massage from a man that's my personal preference (laughs) nothing wrong with that i've always gotten massages from women you know i'm not phobic of any type that's just my preference 
Do women give good deep tissue massages? Yeah, if you notice, if you know anything about like kind of the massage process, if you notice them, sw- they switch from different parts of their body that they use from the thumbs to the fist to the elbow, like they lean into that. So even somebody that's, you know, smaller than mirror, like, you know, a woman, a smaller woman can still give you a good deep tissue massage. She's just going to use a different part of her body to enable that gets done. So maybe, you know, if she's trying to loosen up a part of your back and your shoulder blades, she doesn't use you know, her hand and her thumb that would normally break down a muscle. Maybe she uses her fist or maybe she puts her elbow in there and, and rotates it around. So it's complete. Yeah, they can do that. A deep tissue massage. I mean, you know, the last massage I got, that chick tried to hurt me and I was like, hey, hold up. I just came out of CrossFit <laughs> class. My legs ain't ready for this. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, tell, yeah, lay off the leg, lay off the hamstrings. You're killing me right now. And she's like, okay, all right. But so they can get in there. I mean, it's just technique. <laughs> okay. And pedicure. So I'm assuming you do that too. Not often, but yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to get the crusties taken care of. I think women appreciate a man that has, you know, that takes care of himself. I mean, when I was living in D.C., I probably got, you know, haircut twice a week, you know, manicure, pedicure on a regular. And then, you know, my friends would call me metrosexual or whatever. And that's that's fine. I'm going to do me. I mean, it's it's the type of place that you're living in. Right. You didn't leave the house without without being G'd up in D.C. That was just the atmosphere. But I think it's appropriate for men to take care of themselves. And I think there, I don't think that there's any women out there that would, you know, go against that. Now, you know, if you start getting, you know, color on your nails or something like that, there may be some questions, but I mean... shave the, you know, get the, get the, the dead skin off your feet. I mean, last time I got a pedicure, I felt like I was walking on new feet. I mean, I think you, I think every man deserves to have that and there's nothing wrong with you, you getting that done. And even you like your manicures, just making sure that your cuticles are there. If you were around here as a man and you got pain because your cuticles are splitting or you got dry, you know, dry skin in that area and, and it's looking rough, like no woman necessarily, uh, let me not say no woman. Let me say most women are very particular about men and what their hands look like when they're touching them, especially if it's a new woman. If you don't think they pay attention to that, then you're you're sadly mistaken because ask a woman about a man and nothing against like a mechanic or somebody who works with their hands. But if you come up and touch a woman and you got dirty fingernails or something, she's not trying to hear it. Oh, so, I yeah, I hate that. Right. And there's nothing. And they, hey, they do a great job and they're necessary. And that's what comes with the man that does the type of work. But take some time, especially again, when you're dealing with somebody new or trying to attract somebody new to make sure that you keep yourself, you know, up, up to par. I mean, and you don't have to get, you know, clear polish, no kind of protecting on your joint. They'll buff your nails for a natural shine, clip your cuticle so you don't have that pain and that splitting, you know, and just take care of yourself. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Okay. So one, like I looked this up and it said some of the characteristics of an alpha male are usually height, a deep voice and an attractive face. I think apparently those things establish dominance, right? That that is a, a perception, right? But I know plenty of tall, deep voice <laughs> cats that that's not alpha at all. You know what I'm saying? That wouldn't be considered alpha by somebody's standards. What you get past the physical look, 
like once you get to know them and there's nothing wrong with them not being not being alphas but there is a misconception especially from and i'll say women and there's nothing wrong with this but it's like like you have women that won't date a guy that's under six foot because he's not seen you know as an alpha or as dominant and so they're not attracted to that guy you know what i'm saying or you see a guy and and maybe there are some men that are more attractive than beards than without but you see a lot more beards now they why because it makes you look more manly than you are but you know you was playing Yu-Gi-Oh two years ago. Now you got a beard <laughs> and you look and you got some tattoos and you look like you was a Navy SEAL that did whatever. And don't, and nobody knows as long as you don't open your mouth and say something stupid. So, but there's a lot of misconceptions because you're going off a physical look. There is a, there's an expectation from women about what a man, what an alpha male should look like, but it doesn't necessarily line up. And again, a lot of times people are mistaken for alpha males just because they say whatever or they do whatever but what you'll find they're just immature like emotionally you know spiritually intellectually they're immature but women are attracted to them because he's not like the other guys that you're used to seeing so he doesn't reserve himself and i don't want to say i don't want to put it on like oh women don't like men to treat them with respect but every guy if, if a woman's got a hundred guys or 99 guys going after her it's like oh yeah you're beautiful and you just and the other the nigga that calls her big head is different he just is <laughs> did you just say that. It, I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. The man that does not cater to her, and not to say from a long term, I'm not saying he abuses her, right? But the man that gives her something different generally is what attracts her. I mean, you see it all the time. It's like even when on like a dating site or something like that, a woman will say, you know, don't come at me with the same old, hey, how are you? You know, be creative. And they said, why? Like, how do you, how else do you introduce yourself? Am I supposed to dance a jig? You want me to pop, lock and drop it? Like, how you want me to introduce myself, <laughs> you know, and be and be creative in this space? Why isn't a regular introduction okay? Why? Because they get 300 of them a day, right? So yeah. the person that comes through with something that's a little bit different or acts a little bit different than the norm is the person that gets their attention. But then at the end of the day, you find out, hey, that person act that way because he only cares about what's important to him. And that's going to roll over into your relationship. It's going to roll over into how he behaves with you when you're talking about you want to spend time. He don't want to. You want a relationship. He don't want it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of things get misperceived in regards to them dealing with the person and going, this guy is an alpha male when he's just really an asshole. And you're <laughs> attracted to that. And then by the time you figure out he's not playing, <laughs> right? He's not doing this to entertain you, then, you know, it's too late. And now you in with a baby or or six months or a year of your life that you just wasted in this toxic relationship with this man that entertained you at first. And now it's irritating and you don't you don't want any more of it. So it's just I don't know. I mean, there's just some things that we have to get away from. You know, what's funny about that is I was just thinking about this date that I went on. It was a while ago, but. <laughs> the, the guy like start making fun of me because I took like a long time to finish my salad. He was like, that's good for you. Chew your salad 30 times. It's healthy. <laughs> you know, but he was like making fun of me. That's and entertaining though. It was entertaining. Like yeah. literally like for the first time in a, a long time, I was like, Oh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of quirky <laughs> because he's not catering to you. And that's what, that's what women are so used to doing because guys are afraid. I don't want to say to be themselves. Now he, he might've been, that doesn't sound like Negan. I was going to say he was nagging you, but that doesn't sound like Negan. It sounds like he was, he was just being, you know, entertaining and a little fun and not caught up in the, let me put her on a pedestal and let me compliment her and let me do this 
that and the other. It's just like, you know, say what's on your mind, be respectful, don't pull any punches, you know, let, you know, put out what's out there. But it is different when women encounter that versus the, the same old, you know, you're beautiful 20 times a day or 100 times or whatever. And so that's what I'm saying. I mean, legitimately big head, <laughs> you know, some, or teasing somebody. I mean, this goes back to grade school, you know, where you're trying to be nice to somebody in middle school or high school and you're being all, you know, hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But the kid that walks around doing asshole stuff to her is the one that she likes. It's like pulling like like a little kid pulling a girl's ponytails. That's the chick he likes. And now she hates him on the surface for pulling her ponytail. But she really likes him like there's when they say there's a thin line between love and hate. It really is. It really, <laughs> you, know, that's funny. you know why, though? Do you know why, though? Why? And, I, and I've said this because I've done it several times. I've turned several females that hated me into, you know, and I don't want to say relationships, but into a point where they're liking me. Because if you care enough about a person to hate them, you are emotionally invested. And I just need to, <laughs> I just need to switch it. I don't hate anybody because I don't care enough about you to hate you. Right. So if, if but if you tell me, if you show me that you hate me enough, that you don't want me around this and the other, I just need to figure out how to flip you. It's easy. <laughs> You, you know, because there's you. flipping. I just need to flip because you're already invested in me. You're already <laughs> emotionally invested in me. If you go to a point where you hate a person, you're already emotionally invested in me. I just need to figure out how to flip that emotion if I want to, to do something different. And it, and I've done it several, once I figured that out, I probably figured this out like 10 years ago. I'm slow learning. P- people probably knew way before me, but once I figured that out, I was like, oh, okay, no problem. It's on. <laughs> yeah, it is. Definitely. <laughs> So I'm definitely going to have to have you back on a dating episode. <laughs> I mean, we talk about dating is hilarious and I hate it. I hate, um, I live in, I live in San Antonio and this is the worst area for dating as a black man ever. Um, <laughs> so ever? Ever. I've never been in a place that's this terrible dating. I've lived all like, over the, all over the country, all over the world. So it's like, uh, what the hell? I feel like maybe Kansas or. <laughs> like, you know what? Here's the funny, you know, I'm going to tell you to Iowa, right? Ain't, ain't, ain't hardly no black people in Iowa. I'm going to just tell you that. I don't know what the population is. I just know from seeing Iowa that there's no black people in Iowa. <laughs> so, well, actually, I flew in. I, I had to go, you know, on business and I went, we flew into Minneapolis and then we drove from Minneapolis to Iowa, which is about a three or four hour drive. It's not that far away. And at the time, I was on Tinder, right? Had a Tinder profile. Like, let's see what's out there in the city, blah, 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 blah. My phone, <laughs> my, but this, you know, I'm in, I'm in a new city. I'm in, you know, I'm in San Antonio. It's like, I don't really know anybody other than the people I work with, you know, let me see what's out there from a dating perspective. And that, that whole dating dynamic experience for a man and a woman is completely different. It's, it's miles apart. The experience is completely different. I but can't believe I, you rocked like Tinder in Minnesota though. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's on my phone, right? So it's on my phone. So, you know, when people like you, right, you get the notifications. So we're going from Minneapolis to to Iowa driving. We get into this and it's like Cedar Falls or Cedar Rapids. I don't know what. My phone has never blown up as much anywhere else that I've been in as it did in Iowa. I'm talking about I'm like I couldn't see I didn't have my phone. It was in my bag because I have my I have one of my other phones or whatever. So I was using that one. And I was like, why is my phone keep going off? Like what the hell? Who is I'm like, is it an emergency? So I pick it up. No, it's people on Tinder like liking my profile in the middle of Iowa. It was a penis emergency. <laughs> I, it could be a, I don't know what it was, but I was like, what the hell is going on in Iowa? 
<laughs> that these white women want to black men and whatever. And I'm not, you know, I've dated every race, so that's not a problem, but I'm like, why is it blowing up here? And I'm in the middle of Texas where there's probably a more diverse population and I'm not getting no love. And I mean, there's probably a penis shortage, obviously. Oh, in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, then any any black men looking to travel domestically make a trip to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get passed around. It ain't no hey, the homies you want to <laughs> hey, go to Iowa, be the man for we come back, you know, saying build your confidence or something. I don't know. Blow up. Be come all you thing. can be in Iowa. <laughs> hey, you need to start hitting some of these small towns, Kansas, Kentucky. Somebody thought, you know, just make sure you're in a safe area. We don't want to hit no sundown towns. Yeah, just make we might sure want to you stay away from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. North and South Carolina ain't too much different, but it's a little bit more diverse. I don't I don't know. Like I said, that was just a funny experience when you said, you know, looking at that. And I was like, nah, you hit the country, you get more love than you know, you getting into the city and more populated areas. And maybe it's because there's more options or whatever. But well, I don't know. You're funny. But um, <laughs> so, I mean, when we were talking about height a few minutes ago, I was mm-hmm. the perfect example that came to my mind was like Kevin Hart. Like I see him as an alpha, even though he's a little guy. <laughs> I yeah. can't say little guy. That's that's rude. But, but he is. But so let me ask you the question, though. Granted, I know he was married before. Right. But do you think that women would give Kevin the type of attention that he gets now, the type of options that he has now as a woman for like with women, if he wasn't famous? Not not just to say, you know, him being short. I mean, he's going to get he's going to get more play because he's famous, but now he's short and famous. So he's dating women. I mean, he don't have a choice, really, but to date women that's taller than him. But then women wouldn't pay him no mind. You hear more often than not that women do not want to date a man that's shorter than them, even if they're short. A woman to be five six and she don't want to date a man that's her size. I don't want to even a little I mean I'm that's my height and I don't want to date I don't want to date someone five seven. I mean I'll date someone five nine or five ten though. I mean he doesn't have to be six foot but he he can't be five seven. I'm sorry. I, I just don't but I just don't like why don't you why are you not okay with somebody your own size, right? As a per like as and, and I, I could feel flip like it. I feel like as a woman, right, you always want to feel I don't, I don't know, like he doesn't have to you be feel like protected this. because you feel like he's big enough to protect you. Right. There's an expectation. Well, that and it makes you feel like I mean, it makes you feel like unfeminine. Right. If you're bigger than your dude. <laughs> Oh my God! But what mean, if he's I, short? What if he's short and and built, or short and like has the has that you know caretaker alpha personality? It's like real alpha. Like not, I'm not, I'm trying to make a scene, but I take care of my business. You know, say I take care of my house, I take care of my my wife or my woman. You know, say I got a good job. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm I'm a provider and protector, even as a short guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think a lot of times women miss out on that because they don't want to date somebody that's shorter than them. I don't know if it's a offense of going out in public and somebody being like, why are you with that short dude or whatever, whatever. Or if it's just the, the perception that a bigger man is going to be more protective or just exudes this like dominant personality. I, you know, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I, height's not a big deal for me. I mean, to me, it's more about who the individual is and how he treats me. He just can't be my height. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so then height is a deal to you. It's I mean, just I, not as bad as the I other people. A, but I would date a guy that's 5'9". Like, but some you wouldn't women date like, somebody shorter than you, right? I wouldn't date anyone shorter than me, no. Wow. <laughs> Like, I, not, I don't though? think I could date like a 5'4 man. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, he want, he like to climb trees too. So why you can't date him? 
Oh my God, I'm going to end this episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this, you know, I think people skip out on, you know, men because of certain features and, and men skip out on women because of certain features too, not generally height, but you know, you might skip out on somebody because they got a little weight on them. Right. And so we now will, that man, what? We're definitely going to do this episode. <laughs> we have to have this, like we're going to do I mean, another we, episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we could do it. It's just, you know, I and I get it from from a male perspective in this space. I don't want to go too far in the dating thing, but there there's this alpha this alpha perception. Of, you know what a what an alpha male is, what he wants, what he has, and I think people get that misconstrued. But it's 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 a lot of things to consider. There's a lot of people that aren't being genuine in that space, and I think that people get fooled by this whatever this perception is that they have of what an alpha male should be. And it just doesn't meet, you know, that, that thing. Like I can tell you there's guys that's five, eight, five, nine that, you know, I was deployed with or in the military with that are absolutely gangster alphas. Right. And they, and they are the quietest person, or it seems like the, you know, the person that is the the calmest and, you know, you wouldn't think, you know, anything at all about these guys, but they will kill you. Right. <laughs> so, but you're looking at him and going, Oh, he doesn't fit what my perception of what an alpha should be. So, you know, I'm not going to give him the time of day. Yeah. Okay, so I have to wrap, but I will definitely have you back if you'll come back. Absolutely. You know, I'm a phone call away. (laughs) Okay. So thanks again, everyone, for joining me on another episode of Crazy Random Cool. And I'm out.